88.2 it is the time american voices are program brought to you by the u.s embassy Eswatini. i am in pile and just like always i'm humming it how you doing i am very well and like i told the listener that i'm i'm back for them and it's 6 p.m we are about to inform empower and educate we inform aspire and educate of course so today we have we have quite the interesting topic in Pile. What are we talking about today? What are we on today? Um, today we are talking about African history. Mm-hmm. We need to know where we come from so that we have a direction t- into what the sense we would say in the future. Where are we growing? We can't just be walking and idle. So we need to know what we're doing. And like the listener knows, we are not the experts. We only facilitate the conversation. In studio today we have Dr. Sereo. Hi, Dr. Sarah. Hi, how are you? I am very well. Can you just briefly introduce yourself to the listener? Yes, my name is uh, Dr. Henke Sereo, a lecturer of African history in the Department of History, Faculty of Humanities in the University. So you are in good hands. So right now, we're just going to ask you to get your notebook, get your water and relax. Tell a friend to tell a friend as we are about to delve deep into this conversation. For now, let's take a long break. You're still tuned to UNESCO FM 88.2, and this is still American Voices, a program brought to you by the U.S. Embassy Eswatini. And I am still in Pile and Sinaya Madlamini. We're talking things about the African history, and we do have a lecturer, Dr. Sero, in studio Lutabas Kazalagabandi, about what African history is. But before we delve into deep conversation, just can you give us a brief explanation on what is the significance of a African history? Okay, African history is very important, if I may put it, that um, it enables one to develop what I can call a critical mind and uh, makes one to appreciate the variety of human behavior and the motives of other people, to appreciate the politics, the social lives and the economic lives of the African peoples. That is to say, who are we as African people? Where are we coming from? You know, why? Because the need to know ourselves is a very pressing necessity. It's very important that we do. It also helps, that is, uh, to have knowledge of African history, to promote human tolerance. If I were to make an example, um, with the intermittent uh, waves of xenophobia in South Africa, that is, they come and go. Why is it happening like that? You will say... The xenophobia that we see in South Africa since the fall of apartheid shows that um, African peoples do not know their history. They do not have an appreciation or they have neglected some themes, for example, the Bantu migration, the movement of African peoples within the continent. Another thing that uh, they may not uh, be cognizant of is the, the colonization, that is the partition of Africa by white people. What African peoples need to know, that is, or what we find in African history, is that (coughs) the colonial boundaries that uh, we have in Africa, you know, were imposed on us by European people. Mm. You know, they're not our making, you know. So these boundaries are artificial. It's something that is neither here nor there, you know. So uh, what happened is that it divided us as an African people. It divided families, uh, ethnic groups, and uh, all of a sudden you found yourself on the other side of the fence, you know. So that is why 
because of the lack of historical knowledge of Africa, you see that uh, as Swazi people, you go to South Africa and uh, you are regarded as a foreigner mm. or an outsider. You go to Mozambique, they treat you the same way, you know, including our African brothers uh, as we see them, you know. So the problem is that we suffer from poverty of historical knowledge, especially of Africa. So if we study African history, we can deal with the issue of xenophobia. That is just an example. That is, we may have to stop or develop an understanding that we need to stop treating other African people as strangers in their continent, you know. So that, that is how significant it is, you know. So that is, African history also helps, you know, to play an important role in the development of Africa. That is, as a united entity as opposed to Africa being a disunited entity. And if you understand the history of the African peoples, you learn to appreciate the present. Why is Africa the way it is? Mm. You know, and in a way it helps us to function relevantly in the present and we can prepare for the future with confidence, knowing who we are, where we are coming from, so we know where we want to go. So Ingpile, that was quite a mouthful and Dr. Serewa has touched based on the importance, but I'd just like to take the listener a little bit back on how our topics link. Remember the image of Africa we did, remember why, when we discussed why we need, if we need borders or we don't, yeah. and we just touched based on the fact that really these borders were some things that we didn't have, we were one. Of course, maybe different languages co comparing but it is all interlinked. So today we're talking about the importance of it, where it all began. So let's just take a quick song break and we'll be back. Playing in the background is Msaki with Urban Child. We are still back in conversation with Dr. Sereo and Ingpile and Skatsago Kulumanghayo is significance of African history. And if Ukatsago's joining Amlaleli, I think you just heard why it's important to know of our history. So now let's just go deep into the conversation, Guti. Let's talk about the impact colonization had on our cultural identity and values. Well, colonialism completely disfigured the African continent. Is, that is, um, it, it changed the, 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 the face of Africa. Mm -hmm. It brought with it many foreign ideas. That is, you may also include their beliefs, mm -hmm. technologies, products were introduced in the continent with the implications of the overall development of the continent. You know, so colonialism, when it came, when it comes to the issue of uh, uh, cultural identity and values, what it did was that it disfigured, that is, it, it changed w who we were as a people, you know, because the white people, they were armed with political power. So they imposed on us their Western dress, for example, their ways of life, their language, you know. So Africans, as we have it today, they are just a lost people, you know. So now, is there a way to get back what we lost is there a way to rebuild or to rebrand and obviously we cannot do away with what technology has done for us all the team for that was that were infused into our culture but is there a way that we can back, get back what we lost so that we know where we come from and so we just mix the two well in my view that will be very difficult 
Yes, that's uh, uh, what I, I, I think of it. Because where we are now, we are very polluted, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, coming to the issue of religion, for example, you mm -hmm. know, they came with Christianity and uh, they told us that there is heaven and... Uh, you know, so now we are excited about the idea of going to heaven. And if we were to go back to our old ways and uh, practice our Swazi traditional religion, it will be very difficult because we all want to go to heaven, so mm. to speak. That is, uh, you know, so um, our ways, they have been labeled as demonic. Mm. You know, our practice is evil, you know. So it will be very difficult to go there, but an effort can be made. That is my view. I, I still, I'm still, it's sad to know that Gubuyele Mova is quite a difficult thing. But also, is there a possibility that we can build what is new? For instance, preserve what we have now and properly document it and properly just put it up so that those that are after us can have a better view and not a disfigured view of what our history entails. Well, to to document uh, past events will be difficult. My answer, will f that is to give a straight answer, I will say yes and no, you know. Why am I saying that? Because, um, you know, what is gone is gone. How do we get it back, you know? White people, when they were here, you know, they took most of Africa, artifacts, and uh, they migrated it. They took it uh, to their own countries when, when they left Africa, you know. So we need concerted efforts to bring back those, which uh, may be difficult. There are other things that uh, we may need to do to write African history anew, you know, which may also difficult, may be difficult to do because it also has financial implications. Yeah, money is just not there to to do these things. Other things will be what we call the oral history. That is to record what is there. You know, go to the old people, African people. Who, who, in the case of Swaziland, the Swazi people who are still there who know and uh, get that information. Because if we do not, then they die. There is a saying which we use in history, which says that. Um, when an old person dies, it's like an archive is on mm. fire. That is mm. the information going away. You know, so we need all that information from the old people, you know, in order to to know what our history was like if we are to uh, go forward with it. The no part, you know, is that, um, you know, it is very difficult, you <laughs> know, to to get everything back. We have to come to a point where we have to accept that uh, some things are gone. You know, we have to move forward without. Just, just a question here. It's just a side question that I'm thinking about. Um, do you think us as African having museums is sort of like a way of channeling and making sure that we still have that bit of information about who we are? Yes, that, that, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. That. Um, you know, museums, for example, you know, they keep our past, you know, the information about uh, uh, African history, in our case, uh, Swazi history, you know. So when I, 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 I talk about them um, getting these things back, what we call um, archives, for example, that were 
that migrated, that uh, went away. We need to repatriate, that is the term we use, to bring them back so that the young people will get to know about our past and uh, you know, go to these museums in order to learn about these things. And of course, uh, also document what is there amongst the old people, you know, and keep these records so that uh, future generations can know about this. I, Mlalele, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to munch on, but right now we'll take a quick song break. We'll take Arya Star Rush and then we'll come back to our conversation. Sit back and enjoy. You're still tuned to UNASWA FM 88.2 and this is still American Voices, a program brought to you by the U.S. Embassy Eswatini. And we are talking about African history. And... Um, Dr. Serrero here touched a bit ago with as young people, we need to be aware of things archives to store our our African history. It brings back me it brings me to the question as young people, I feel like we are at a time we've been fed so much knowledge and books and we've been fed this pick and choose we would say now we can choose different ideologies and beliefs that we we want to live within do you think that has a problem also does it influence us losing who we are because we have lost we have already lost who we are but we are continuing continuously accepting the i do not want to believe i am african because that's what i feel like we're doing yeah well uh, what you're asking is a difficult question but um um there is a lot of work that needs to be done, mm-hmm. you know, in order to deal with the, what you call uh, uh, culture transfer. If we have to uh, return back to our ways as African people, it can be done through education, you know, more than uh, anything. That is to teach uh, what is African, you know, to young people so that they, 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 they know where we lost it and uh, how we lost it and it is through that that they can appreciate you educate young people about african culture about its beauty its importance you know and of course there's also the issue of adults who themselves need to i would say relearn you know because Mm -hmm. uh, they are also uh, mixed up you know adults need to be seen to be leading the way because you cannot just say to young people this is what you can do you know without actually seeing adult people doing it you know so adults also need to to be part of this um, and also we need to also understand that it is not going to be easy because of the issue of modernity you know we are moving ahead that that's a fact and um, trying to go back to our what we call our ways yeah. which belong to the past will be very difficult but i believe it can be done but how are we going back to our ways when forgive in lack of a better term when our ways are seen to be primitive because agniti we had our ways we were set in our ways and there was everything that happened where there was colonization there was slavery so much happened so much was displaced so many people were also displaced but now we are in an era of of e the digital world we are segunda globalization where we sort of share the same cultures and it's unfortunate that we like to take cultures from from countries that from countries that are not even 
sort of to be original for instance america guti how how then do we how do we balance that how do we try to relearn how do we try to balance things up without falling back behind because like you said we should be moving forward yes uh, you use the word uh, backward uh, which is the same as primitive mm -hmm. you know that's what we were told that's what was said to us mm. about our culture our way of life our religions and uh, you know that it was backward when that was not true that is why i said earlier that we need to be educated about our the beauty of our ways uh, our religions and but i also said that uh, that will be difficult to do you know to go back to you know so perhaps we need to uh, get to a point where we accept that uh, we are now just uh, a mixed bag you know of a generation you know if we are to embrace the old we can you know and uh, deal with the new you know because of course uh, uh, now every uh, place in the world can be regarded as a global village mm -hmm. where you find all peoples all cultures uh, in the same places so uh, that, that that's how it can be looked at I think let's just go on a short song break and then when we come back we will talk about ways to aid proper culture transfer like we're saying we're trying to move forward so let's try to find solutions instead of looking at the problem you are still tuned to UNASWA FM 88.2 and this is still American Voice. It's a program brought to you by the U.S. Embassy Eswatini. If you've just joined us, we've been talking about e-African history. Why is it important for us to know who we are so that we can delve in deep to our future? But right now, um, Sister Kulumisa and Dr. Serero about the African history. And just now, I'll like us, Guguti, what ways to aid proper cultural transfer? What can be done? Because there are so many issues at hand. Well, now I think the issue lies with the uh, students and um, scholars of African history. They have a big duty, that is to reject through writing, you know, um, the downgrading of Africa and its cultures, you know, because um, all of those are largely informed by racism you know, white being seen as a superior and black inferior. So we have to rewrite African history, you know, and tell the African story in a positive light. I think that is um, what we do because um, the situation that we have is what I may call the concept and the prevalence of Afro-pessimism, you know, being pessimistic about Africa. Africa you know, is a continent that has been seen as a, a place where nothing good can come out of it, you know. Um, many writings or projections about the continent are just a story of gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. It's painted in, in a bad light, you know. The continent of corruption, a continent of uh, power-hungry politicians, a continent of state brutality, never-ending, you know, human rights violations, the list is endless, you know. So how do you reverse that, you know, you reverse that through uh, writing on you, you know, and teaching, uh, telling a different story, but put it in a positive light so that, uh, you know, people might want be to be interested. 
Okay, um, so with history being your area of expertise, I have a couple of questions because <laughs> I feel like we need to remove the gloom from the conversation right now because we all know that, like Shiti Oguti, we are taught that Africa, we are taught what it is, but it is not what it is. It's just they, they cause us to compare and to look away. But the question now would be, what do you love about being African? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you could be by surprise. <laughs> uh, I think that Africa, Africans are unique people. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not like others. You know, I think it, it will be a question of the uniqueness. Okay. Yeah. The uniqueness. Yeah. And then so if it's a question of the uniqueness, what does being African mean to you? Being African to me means to love myself, mm -hmm. love my country, love my people and uh, my continent, love my story. You know, the story of the African person, mm -hmm. no matter how bad it is, you know, I have to embrace it and also understand that um, I am where I am today. It's none of my making mm. as an African person. You know, most of these things were imposed on us, you know, black people, and uh, it's not uh, out of uh, my making, uh, you know, so why should I hate myself for something that I'm not responsible for? Okay, but right now let us take a quick song break and we'll be back. You are still tuned into 88.2 UNESCO FM and if you just joined us, you just missed out on a very beautiful conversation here at American Voices and like we said, we always want to inspire, inform and educate you and Namuta Besukuluma about African history, which is very nice to know good Kamgapi. So now we I feel we have spoken at length in Pile. What do you think? I think so too. I think so too. I just I've been saying, I've been emphasizing what we need to know who we are before we move towards the future because our history is very important so that we can navigate the aspects of our lives so that we know who we are know who you are african child because your roots are so important we all are the son of the soil at the end of the day no of course yeah i'm just by one conversation <laughs> so you son of the, i'm kidding i am <laughs> i am a bit child tell a bit so, son of the soil i've been i'm the daughter of the son of the soil listen to you i know right <laughs> anyway dr sarah would you have any last words for us well um, um i will say that um, we have to love ourselves as uh, an african people mm -hmm. love our continent and uh, stop seeing our continent that is africa as a failed continent you know stop this uh, story of uh, Africa is a continent dying from multiple epidemics such as HIV, which is taking its toll on the people. You know, Africa, for uh, the longest of time, has been written as a hopeless case. You know, others predict that poverty, you know, political violence is going to go on and reach a boiling point. You know, we have to reverse all that and start seeing Africa from a positive light. Sorry to cut you short. I know I said it was last words. So, listener, if you had joined us, you know that we we talked about the rebrand of Africa. Africa, Africa, Africa have an image problem. Yes. So, mm -hmm. I just want you to, to, to briefly answer this for us. We have two questions. First one being, um, does Africa have an image problem? It is being plagued by HIV, war, 
famine, Poverty. just all of the things that are even when you see we have moved from that but there used to be these UNICEF adverts where you would see a child with a fly but anyway I don't want to get into that but do you think that Africa has an image problem? Yes, I think so simply because um, we are not the ones who are telling our own story mm-hmm. Yes. like you, see I, I love this and then last we the last question was do you think African people are lazy? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I have to be very careful with this one. Mm-hmm. But um, my honest answer, um, I will say first, yes. Okay. You know, but as I said that, I'm very careful with this one. Yes. Um, yes, they are, you know. But um, I'm saying this uh, in comparison with other people. Okay. You know, that... Um, Maybe we have been made like this okay. by the historical circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, for 400 years we've been subjected to slavery, mm-hmm. where our human capital was exported out of the continent. And then after that, there was colonialism, mm-hmm. which was very brutal on us. You know, and after colonialism, there's now neo-colonialism, mm-hmm. you know, which is also not doing us any favor. You know, so it has made it very difficult for us, you know, to function properly as a people. We are not able to do things our own way. Mm. You know, for example, we are rich in mineral wealth as a continent. South Africa, our neighbor, you know, has the largest gold deposits in the world. The, the DRC is a story that is told. It has the richest mineral wealth in the world. You know, but uh, look at the DRC and uh, look at us uh, as an African. We are still being exploited by the white people. So why is that? We have to seriously answer, ask, ask and answer those questions. Why are we sitting on this mineral wealth without actually exploiting it for ourselves instead of giving it to the white people? You know, so that is why I'm saying we. the answer is yes and no you know, depending on how we want to look at it. I like you just heard, I love the answer because it is yes, but it is because of the cards we have been dealt. Yeah. We were trying to make the most of it. And like you heard, listener, we have informed and educated and inspired you. And from me, Umar Lamini, good night. And from Mina and Pila, just like Umar Lamini, emphasizing i hope you were educated empowered and inspired because that's what we aim to do lapai avp so until the next episode same time same place we will be right here Yoneswa fm this is still the best radio show in the country as exchange forever forever